Hi there, it's Grace Hart here and welcome to Beyond Domestic Violence. It's so weird saying that in a positive thing when it's, you know, something that um, is really just brings so much heartache and suffering to so many people, uh, not just the people it affects directly, but uh, those in their field as well, their family, their friends. Uh, we're all affected, society's affected, etc. What a way to start, hey? <laughs> I'm glad I'm talking about what we're going to be talking about because <laughs> that will change the energy. So uh, today we're talking about the secret emotion that can change anything. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't realise, but just like there's primary colours, there's four primary emotions. And all other emotions really are just a mixture of those four emotions. So what are those emotions? And just, you know, giving you the heads up, one of the things I'm about to say of the four is the secret emotion that can change anything. And I think when you, you know, listen to the four, you're probably going to realise which one it is. (laughs) I hope so anyway. So the first one, and these aren't in order, uh, the first one is anger. The next one is sorrow. The next one is fear and the supersonic special amazing oh my goodness if you really get this and bring it into your life it'll change everything is joy (laughs) and isn't it really interesting from you know we talk about these as primary emotions and it's interesting that three out of four are heavy ones You know, they're ones that you don't want to go, yay, I'm feeling angry today or yay, I'm feeling sorrowful and, uh, you know, or fearful. So just I thought that in itself is super interesting. However, what I would love you to pay attention to is the mixtures. So if you think of primary colours and how, you know, all other colours come from those four primary colours. So same as I said with emotion, out of all these come everything, every emotion you can have, right? So that's like the mixing palette, if you like. Now, what's really interesting is that some of them can be friends and some of them can't be. (laughs) Now, what I mean by that is if you look at it energetically, can anger and sorrow coexist? Now, for me, it's yes. You know, they're compatible energies, anger and sorrow or anger and fear. But can anger and joy happen simultaneously? Can they coexist in that actual moment of an expression of anger? Can you have joy? And my interesting point of view is that you can't. And it's the same with the others. So fear, you know, you can be really fearful and you can have sorrow or fearful and and be angry. However, when you're in fear, can you have joy at the same time? And my interesting point of view is no. So one of the things that happens with, you know, domestic violence or any form of trauma is that we focus on the most solid of emotions, most solid of feelings, the ones that have the the biggest intensity. And generally speaking, joy doesn't have a huge intensity to it. I mean, yes, you can be that, you know, incredible joyful where it's bubbling over. But generally speaking, joy is just this expression and this beautiful element that just dances through the molecules and sometimes if you're not paying attention you could miss it it is the most beautiful quiet kind expansive creative generative energy and yes it can be bubbly and it can be in you know when it's mixed with enthusiasm or whatever it is when you sort of get 
into other elements, it can generate and create even greater for you. Now, what we tend to do is because the violence or the upset or the trauma is something we just are exhausted and we don't want to have to deal with it, our focus is always on it. Whether it's a running away from it or running you know, to something else or avoiding, the attention's on it. And ironically, that's one of the things perpetrators love. They keep you focused on them so you never open up to possibilities. So the first thing I want to say is I'm not an expert and this is just stuff that I've learned that has really created a difference in my universe. And so when you get, okay, these are the primary emotions and when I'm in joy, I can't actually be angry or sorrowful or fearful, that's giving you a clue. Now, I'm not saying that the anger, sorrow and fear and all the other emotions that come, you know, off that shouldn't be honoured, heard, validated. All of that's, you know, super important from a, um, when you acknowledge something, it can change, right? So I'm not talking about going into story or drama around the anger or the sorrow or the fear. I'm just saying that you can actually have those feelings and they can come out as beautifully and effortlessly as a tear falling from your face. Now, of course, not all trauma um, healing looks like that. I guess what I'm saying is what we tend to do is put so much significance on the solidity of anger, sorrow and fear and we do not even think it's possible to have joy at the same time. In fact, you know, the crazy part of this world is if you are having any form of joy while something bad is happening to you, the interesting point of view people tend to have, or should I say judgment, is that it mustn't be real. And so we're almost indoctrinated, well we are, we're indoctrinated into focusing on the problem being the energy of that problem to try and fix it and change it, bringing significance to it, and we won't allow ourselves to have joy at any time until it's no longer there. And, you know, one of the things I used to say all the time is, I really can't be happy until I feel safe. And at the same time, I've got the point of view that I'm never going to feel safe. And of course, that you know, you can see how that's not going to work out the best way. And you know, there was just this moment I had where I was, I just went, okay, I'm going to create a new way of being safe because I actually can't go back to prior to being attacked. So let's look at it, creating a new way to enjoy safety. And I can tell you now, it's it's not only possible; I live it. I have friends that I feel totally safe, secure and supported with and I'm in a place that I feel safe, secured. Uh, secured. <laughs> I love it when I make up names. I mean, you know, one of my favourite things that I made up, I'm digressing here, is I made a word up when I was a little girl. You know, spidey fingers, you know, when you're in, a, in water for a long time and you get all these sort of like your skin goes up with all your fingerprint marks. Well... I asked my, my mom, I said, you know, what, what, what do you call that? And she says, there's no word for it. I said, that's crazy. 
And I said, okay, well, I'll make up a word. And I called it Splims. And I think Splims is a really, really good name. I don't know how I came up with that, um, but I think it's a really cool name. So now even my kids say, look at my Splims. <laughs> All right. I have no idea what I was actually saying before this. So, um, so you know, we one way to really change things is give yourself permission to feel joy even if something bad is happening. And don't go lump the two. Because we almost have this story going on that we can't be safe or happy or, you know, have, have love in our life or whatever it is, you know, money, um, whatever your, whichever way your trauma is demonstrating um, causing suffering because, you know, Trauma affects us in so many ways. It can be financial, it can be somatic, you know, body pains, etc. So you might have one or two or three things going on because of the trauma. But it's interesting that we won't allow ourselves to feel happy when all of this is going on. And a big part of that is we don't have any energy. You know, my very first podcast with domestic violence, and it's something I say over and over and over again, you won't be able to leave until you have the energy. You may have the money, you may have, you know, the, the best of support. You may have police or, you know, a community on your side, um, supportive friends, family. But if you don't have the energy, it's not going to happen. And it's the same thing with possibilities. And it's really, it's a funny thing, funny, not funny, you're so focused on, and I'm saying this because I've been there, guys, but you're so focused on the problem, the abuse, and trying to work it out and fix it and change it and you know, keep kids safe and deal with processes and, and you know, governments and police and counsellors and you know, it's just this kind of mess, especially if you have kids. And we focus so much on that energy and that zaps you you know, every time you have to speak to an authority or go to court or, you know, or if you're in, in the throes of the violence, just just the exhaustion of that. And then if this has been going on a long time, there's an exhaustion. You know, self-care looks like getting up. You know, self-care can look like brushing your teeth or um, just surviving a day. And what happens is over time, your energy level just goes to nothing. And that's why, you know, a lot of times they use the analogy of the frog, you know, the water getting slowly warmer and warmer and warmer. And then by the time the frog realizes their life is at risk, they, and that they need to jump out, they can't, right? So the antidote to that is that you need more energy. However, you fo- keeping on focusing on the problem and, the, and making it significant and usually depending on where you're at, you'll get to a part or point where you'll have languaging like it's never going to change. It's, it's, this is the way it's going to be forever. And you'll have a lot of resistance to that. And you may even fight for that rightness of your point of view. In other words, when people say, come on, I can help you leave, or you, you, know, you might find yourself saying, you know, you don't understand. And when, you know, I've been there, And what happens is we've been indoctrinated by our abuser and we've allowed that grooming process to take place that we start to sprout everything that they said to us that we're worthless, hopeless, you know, no one will believe us 
And then there's also the risk of life That's if that's something that's been said by your partner. So it's really tricky when you're, you know, you've got no energy, you're addicted to thought patterns that you've actually been firing, the neurons have been firing and wiring for such a period of time that the biology of being that you be has been ever-changed. And what a lot of people don't realise, and please just take a moment, I'm just going to bring some space in here. What I want you to really get is this is changeable. This hopeless, never going to change, exhaustive, feeling worthless, ugly. It's happened because you've been thinking things and those thoughts have become addictive and they've been firing and wiring. And so your brain has changed. The biology of who you be has changed because of that coercion, because of that grooming, that indoctrination, that abuse. And I'm not just putting it on if you're, you know, dealing with a domestic violence situation now, it's not just them. You know, you might have had trauma as a child. You might have had an accident as a child. You might have had a scare. And all of these kind of stack that make you think it's not safe. And our brain has been wired to look for a threat. Back in, you know, time, before we had tools, you know, and fire, we were always looking out for the threat. It's in the DNA. It's how the brain is, how it's wired. And so if you've been birthed and, you know, maybe your birth was traumatic, maybe your mum was feeling a lot of anxiety when she was pregnant with you, that can create trauma in the body and an addiction to cortisol and adrenaline. So one of the things that you can do is, well, firstly, as I said, please get it can change because you actually change to that. You weren't always that way. And I'm sure some of you maybe even remember a time where you did laugh and smile. You know, a time that um, you woke up happy. You may remember that. It's okay if you don't. However, what I do know for sure is that the way the brain is and the magnificence of your body, you can have different thoughts firing in the brain and therefore wiring in the brain. And then a new biology happens. And while you're going through the process, you'll just have days where you'll be like, oh, Gee, that's weird, I'm feeling different. Or you might wake up and go, wow, this is really strange, what is this? And you go, oh, it's happiness. <laughs> you know? And then eventually what will happen is the biology, the new biology will just, it'll wire. Because at the moment as you go through trauma change, you know, as you're healing the trauma, 
it's firing, you're, you're getting all these positive changes. So you're, you're going to have that affecting your body and your, you know, your environment. But there will come a time when it just drops in from a f- the firing has now wired. So just like you were wired into PTSD or wired into trauma or wired into, you know, knowing that never, nothing's going to change. You can wire yourself <laughs> into a space of possibilities where it just doesn't exist anymore. Now, I know that sounds crazy. I didn't think it was possible. However, it is because it's happened for me and it's happened for people I've spoken with. So it is a process. Some people can get there really quickly. Some It's a bit of a long rescue. There's no right time, wrong time. However, if you're willing to do, invite joy, even if you're getting beaten, invite joy, even if you're frightened for your life. Invite joy, even if you're terrified. Invite joy, even if you're alone, scared. No matter what you're feeling, you can bring in the energy, the element of joy. And it will change things. Not overnight, as I said, but it will change things. Now, I'm not asking you to be joyful about the abuse. What I'm saying is, where can you find some joy? It might be, you know, there might be something about your body that you love. You might have beautiful eyes. Look in your eyes. Feel the joy. You might love nature. There might be joy in nature for you. So go, go out in nature and feel that joy. You may love flowers, you know, birds. Whatever you can do, listen to a YouTube if you like comedy. Whatever brings you joy, a bubble bath. You know, I love seeing bubbles. They're amazing. And if you can, and it will feel like a, a very weird thing because you're so used to firing and wiring the brain with trauma, it'll feel weird. But if you can imagine like the primary colours, you've been dealing with certain primary emotions that have given you the body you have now and what's going on in the body. And it's given you what you're experiencing now. You know, as you think, so shall you be. So if you can, even set a timer to remind you, just drop in some energy of joy because every time you do that, it's increasing your energy and the more you increase your energy, you'll change your reality because, as I said, you can't have joy and fear. You can't have joy and sorrow. You can't have joy and anger. So it sounds small, but that's what I'd love you to do this week. Do something, at least one thing every single day and do it for a few minutes, whatever it is. And you will start to bring in the energy of joy. And as I said, it's not taking any significance away from your trauma. That's not what I'm saying. So if you look at it like a painting, so you've got your trauma there on the canvas. So there's an acknowledgement there. 
this is abusive, this is trauma, this is violence. You've acknowledged it, it's on the canvas. And now I'm saying, let's create some beautiful flowers around that. Let's start to change the energy. Because the one thing, when you start to bring in the energy of joy, on a just a physics level, they can't have the same space. So the more you're filling the space with joy and the energy that comes with that, it's going to be harder and harder for the energies of fear and anger and sorrow to exist. And what that can look like is as you're changing the energy, you might find a new person to speak with. You might bump into a police officer who gives you some information. A book might fall off the shelf. There could be a new law that assists you. As you change the energy, you go from the solidity and the heaviness of the energies of anger, sorrow and fear and you start to create some space. You start to actually bring in some space and as you bring in the space, there's more, mo- more room to move for the molecules and as there's more room, there's more energy. And as there's more energy, there's more choice. And as there's more space, there's more choice. Because you are correct. If you're the person at the moment where I was, where you thought it couldn't change, it's always going to be this way. If that's what's going on for you now, it's because all of those molecules have compacted into a solid, unchangeable, unmovable, and it feels that way. And you'll have proof of it on how it can't change. However, and this is where, give it a go. You've got nothing to lose, right? If you're willing to bring in the energy of joy, it's going to change the way those molecules are. And you'll start to get stronger. You'll start to open to the space of possibilities. And then... What's really delicious is the universe is able to flow to you. It's really tricky for the universe to flow possibilities to you when you've got a cement jungle of walls that you have created for protection. However, they're protecting you from all the good too. It's not just letting it, you know, stopping the bad, it's stopping the good. So the last thing I really want to say um, about the, f- the primary emotions is anger. So, you know, we talk about reactive abuse when um, you've just copped so much abuse that you scream back or you hit back. Reactive anger can be that case too. And what I'd love you to know about anger is it's a message that you are requiring space. That's why someone gets angry. They're actually requiring space. It's not the only reason, 
However, it is one of them. And so if you feel angry, angry, you know, anger for being in that situation, anger for not being able, you know, I know that I, I've, I had issues where I was like, oh, why can't I just leave? <laughs> you know? um, so it doesn't have to be like a demonstrative anger, like rah. It can just be this sort of subtle, like worthless thing, you know. Um, but it's space. So give yourself that space. And another thing that heals anger is talking. You know, have you ever, you know, if someone was angry at you and you just didn't say a word, and you just let them go. And I'm not saying this from a domestic violence point of view. You should never put yourself in harm. However, if you don't actually encourage it, eventually they run out of air. <laughs> they run out of things to scream about. And so a gift you can give yourself if you're feeling angry is go speak to somebody and let stuff out. Don't make it significant, but just let it out. All that trapped in stuff. You know, scream into a pillow, punch punch a pillow. Imagine someone sitting on a chair that you are angry with and let them have it energetically. You know, just tell them, as in just the energetic form on the seat, not the actual person. And that can be really, really healing for you. Now, the, the interesting thing about sorrow is that it's one of the longest and slowest, and and this is just how it's showing up in, in a general sense. Of course, as people can, you can let go of trauma instantaneously and it can be a long rescue. And as I said, there's no right or wrong. Generally speaking, in the, with the research, is sorrow is one of the hardest things and longest things to let go. And they have worked out that, you know, well, the, the scientists say, <laughs> so it must be true, <laughs> that the... Sorrow affects a, a great portion of the brain. And so there's a lot of rewiring that has to happen to no longer have the sorrow. And of course, just imagine joy flooding in. What would that do? If you had joy just flooding into your whole body and brain. I wonder. And of course, fear is just your desire to feel safe. You know, I think that's when I, when I had that moment where I digressed. I think I was talking about back in the old day where we didn't have tools or fire. You know, our, our brains are wired to look for the fear. So when you realise, you know, for example, jealousy is anger and fear combined. That's when you realise, wow, okay, these are really interesting. Because anger has got that energy of a push away. You know, the wanting space, a push away. But it's also fearful, like a pulling. a pulling. And when you've got polarity, right, wrong, good, bad, push, pull, there's no room for possibilities. So what I would love you to do this week is spend as much time as you can throughout the day just taking moments of allowing joy in the body and, and what I'd love you to do is just lie down or sit if, you know, whatever's, whatever your body, wherever it feels good and safe and, you know, happy and just have your palms up and just allow joy. Just think of the word, joy. 
You know, even say it a few times, joy. And if you want, you can maybe put in some kindness. Kindness and joy. And so now, just perceive that as I'm saying those words. The space of kindness and joy. And the more I deliver that energy, kindness and joy, you may start to feel warm inside. You know, you may start to just feel like relaxed, lighter, swirly. It, it doesn't matter, but you'll notice something. The more I say kindness and joy, so when you realize, oh my goodness, everything I say has an energy. So the more I say kindness, it's bringing an energy into my body and field. I can feel it. Kindness, joy. You'll feel it. Within seven seconds, your body's pharmacy is going to be producing a match. It's so brilliant and kind. So what if it's just that we've been addicted to and recreating trauma? And so we've kind of gotten used to having adrenaline and cortisol how we are, how, how it's always been, right? And what if you can change that just by what we just did then? Bringing in the space of kindness. And bringing in the space of joy. And if you can see these energies and elements as your friend, because I know how alone you feel when you're in the throes of domestic violence, you feel like no one's on your side or no one understands that you're this big smelly thing that no one wants to, you know, <laughs> have anything to do with, you're, you know, ugly and wrong. And of course, none of that's true. It feels really true. However, when you start to fill your energy with these elements and these energies, your life will change. And it will feel weird because you're so used to the cortisol and adrenaline. However, please keep going. You know, the people that I work with, their lives are transforming. And you will get to that space if you keep going. One more step. You know, speak to somebody. Don't keep quiet. Speak to somebody that you can trust that you feel safe, secure and supported. If you have no one, find somebody. You know, there's lots of free services now. And keep going till you find that person. And, you know, just a tip. <laughs> you may think that you need a bulldozer and in actual fact you might need a flower. <laughs> you know? One of the things for me is I felt so beaten and so tired, exhausted, 
that I really wanted to, something or someone to fight because I was just exhausted. And so I actually chose to get an, a, an animal, uh, a German shepherd, to protect us, to be that, that energy that I just couldn't be anymore. And it was a situation where this lady used to sell her dogs to police until they started, you know, um, breeding their own. And so she had a, a, a thing where you couldn't choose the puppy. <laughs> and, you know, back then I was a really real control freak and it was like, what, you can't choose your puppy? What if you choose something I don't like? <laughs> and um, so there's a lot of trust involved. And, uh, and so I said, okay, as long as if I don't like the one you choose, I can just wait for the next litter. And she said, that's fine. So this puppy was born and... She took the photos um, and put, put them on Facebook and out of the litter there was one that I went, just please not that one. <laughs> and the reason I said please not that one is because I didn't know if it was a girl or a boy at that time but it looked just super sweet and kind. And I was like, I don't want super sweet and kind, I want a bulldozer. <laughs> I want a ferocious beast. <laughs> and uh, and you probably guessed it, she chose uh, Anya now. And she is incredibly kind and incredibly sweet and she'll rip your head off if you come anywhere or do anything to any of our pack. And it was just a really big moment for me because I thought that that vulnerability, that kindness and sweetness, I was repelled by it. And I was repelled by it because it's actually who I am. And when, you're, when you've been in violence, you know, in a violent relationship, it doesn't, you being kind and sweet gets you into trouble. <laughs> and so it was just this moment where I went, wow, you can have kindness and sweetness but you don't have to give that to everybody. You know, Anya, she's super kind and sweet to those who are super kind and sweet. And, you know, I'll never forget, like I was, I was just taking her for a walk one time and um, there was this man that walked out of an office building and, and he was way down and on the other side of the road. And she saw him and as soon as she saw him, he was just on the phone, he looked well-dressed. And as soon as she saw him, she growled and barked like I've never heard her and this guy and we were quite far away this guy bolted back inside <laughs> and I've since, since learned because that was when she was quite young um, I've since learned that uh, to trust her <laughs> you know, that um, yeah and so you know y- you can actually be you and it's that moment where I just went wow I can be kind I can be me but I don't not everyone gets my kindness it's a choice I make Whereas when I was being abused, I thought, I'm kind, therefore I have to be kind to everybody. But when someone's abusive to you, they actually don't deserve your kindness. So, what if this week you decided to play with the energies of joy and kindness? For example, I wonder what will change for you. Do let me know. And um, have a beautiful week even if you're going through court 
even if you're going through a hard time, I wish you a joyous, beautiful, spacious, kind, happy, (laughs) enthusiastic week. Because with those energies, wow, you know, what could turn up for you? What could change for you? I wonder. (laughs) All right. Well, go, go, go have a bath. Get some splims. And have a, have, a, have a beautiful week. Let's, let's just have that as a target. I wish you a beautiful week of magic and miracles. I wonder what else is possible when you invite the energies of joy and kindness into your universe. All right, have a great week. Bye.